0: How should we approach the Bible? Are there better ways than others of understanding it, reading it, and preaching it? Today, we're gonna to look at questions like this, specifically about preaching the Bible. My name's Hayden, and this has helped Me Believe. In today's modern scientific era, how could you possibly still believe in God? And, and the resurrection, people do not rise from the dead. And don't even start to tell me that you think the Bible is God's word. If you've ever heard questions like these, or if you've ever had doubts about your faith, this has helped me believe where each week we aim to answer a tough question about Christianity. Our aim is to strengthen the believer and answer the critic. So not long ago, I had the opportunity and the privilege of interviewing Dr. Stephen W. Smith, who is the author of this book which is called Recapturing the Voice of God, Shaping Sermons Like Scripture. And to watch the episode on that, I believe it was episode 7, if you want to go back and watch that. And uh, we talked about his book, which is uh, mostly about um, understanding the Bible and how to preach it and uh, that sort of thing. And um, there's a lot to learn there. More. Um, there's more there than just for preachers. If you're not a preacher, there's still much here for you to learn. It it also illuminates how to understand the Bible, how to read the Bible and apply it. So um, that doesn't just go for preachers. Obviously, that goes for all Christians, uh, anybody who wants to approach the text. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about um, what's called text-driven preaching. But again, it'll also apply to anyone who wants to approach the text, anyone who wants to understand it. And apply it to themselves to their lives so this is more than just for preachers i want to to make that clear or I, I probably wouldn't cover it if it if it wasn't but but first of all i want to say that the, the bible and in any document any text and and actually let's just go ahead and take an illustration here uh, a modern form of communication which is texting we all text probably way too much but anyway Texting is a modern form of communication, and you don't just send somebody a text message uh, in a vacuum. You don't just send them a message and go, "Well, I hope they interpret that correctly. They'll, you know, just interpret that however you like. That would just be utter silliness, and this is the case for any form of communication, and it's it's universal through the past, present, and the future. We don't communicate like that. We don't just say something, and, you know, you just take that however you want. I'm... I currently am a particular person communicating to a particular audience for a particular purpose. And we can understand that. You can understand that. You're understanding it perfectly clear right now. You know what I mean? Unless I'm being ambiguous, which would be which would be a mistake on my part, or if you are trying to read something into what I'm saying, which would be a mistake on your part. But there is an intended purpose for what I'm saying, and there's an intended message, and most likely you have received it adequately. That is the case with the Bible as well, okay? The Bible isn't, you know, sometimes we get in these small groups, and I'm not knocking on small groups or anybody, but sometimes we get in these small group discussions, and we say, what what did you get out of this passage, and it may mean something to you, and it may mean something to you, and it may mean something to her, and it may mean something to him. That, that That's not at all how communication in general works. And with the Bible, what we have are, again, particular people writing a particular message to a particular audience for a particular purpose. This should seem obvious, but, it, but we get kind of clouded when we approach these you know small group dis- discussions and things like that but w- we really need to understand this okay because god is communicating through the writers of the new and old testament he inspires them to write the message and if we want to understand god by proxy i guess that's the right word we need to understand them all right and again, this comes back to our doctrine of um, inspiration, which I, I don't believe, and I believe I've, I've talked about this elsewhere, that when God inspires the biblical writers to write, He doesn't possess them like they're just struck by the Spirit of God or by lightning or whatever, and they just start writing without any, they're not involved in the process whatsoever, and then it's just kind of like, oh, wow, I can't believe I wrote that. No, that, that's not at all what's going on here. It is actually, the process is actually quite human, and God knows that, He allows for that, and He works through that providentially. He is sovereign over the process. And so again, it, it's quite human, and, and we can understand what God is saying... By understanding the original authors and the original audience in that entire original context. That's why we study the Bible in its original language and we talk about, well, this is what was going on elsewhere at the time that this was being written, and it may kind of illuminate a point in the text that helps us understand things more clearly. So I just wanted to cover that real quickly because that could be, that is, kind of has to do with what we're talking about today. But um, back to um, Dr. Smith's book and our discussion, and and specifically about preaching. In light of that, and also in light of our theology of of preaching, which, which is what we talked about, um, Dr. Smith and I talked about in the interview. Um, it looks a lot like this. So God has communicated specifically. Through Jesus. We know that. Um, It comes straight from Colossians 1.15. It comes from John 14.9. And the clear teaching, the clear understanding is that Jesus is the exact representation of God. Jesus is God in the flesh. And so when you look upon Jesus, when you listen to Jesus, you are looking upon God, you are hearing God speak. Jesus is the exact representation of God the Father. And then also we see in John 14, 23-24, that Jesus is revealed in His Word. He says over and over again, If you abide in Me, you will abide in My Word. If you love Me, you will love My commandments. This sort of thing. Okay, so obviously Jesus is not here bodily. Okay. He was in the first century AD. He died, He resurrected, and He ascended to heaven. He's not currently here bodily. I believe that He will return bodily, literally. But He presently is not, if that much is not clear, it ought to be, but what we have is His Word. So, whatever the purpose of preaching is, it's at least, and it's probably more, that's fine, but for our purposes, it is at least to expose people to their Creator through Jesus, okay? that That's how salvation works. You No one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said, all uh, right? So this is kind of a similar way of thinking here. Is is that if our preaching, if the goal of it is to bring people into a relationship with God, that can only come through Jesus. Okay, Jesus is not currently present bodily. Then we have to do that through the Word, through the Bible, through the Scriptures, through the text. So therefore, the preacher should represent the Scripture, the text again, in its original context so that we can understand what is going on in order to represent Christ, who is the exact representation of the Father. And so that's sort of the thinking here. That's the theology for preaching. And this makes the preacher's job quite simple, okay? We don't need preachers who are, you know, ecstatic or charismatic or whatever in order to draw people to God or something like that. No, the word does it all. The text does it all. all. All we need to do is to expose the people to the text in its original context, um, its original audience, its original authors, and derive meaning from there in the original context, and then expose people to that, and, and that will bring them closer to God through Jesus. That, that is the, the theology, the philosophy of preaching. And what that means is, or what would seem to follow upon that means, that our sermons, and this is the point that Dr. Smith is making in his book, as well as in our uh, interview, again in episode 7, the point he's making, and that I would 100% concur with, is that our sermons... Should be shaped, informed. They should look like the text. And, and uh, uh, another scholar, uh, Dr. David L. Allen, who I think I'm going to have on the show, hopefully soon. He um, he said something something like, um, "We don't preach sermons. We preach texts," and that is to say what Dr. Smith is saying, that the text informs and shapes our sermons. So, if you've ever been to a Baptist church, or other churches, I'm sure, do the same thing, you're pretty familiar with the three-point sermon, right? Every sermon has three points. Here's three points about this, or, you know, modern um, preachers like to use five. Here's five ways to be a better Christian, five ways to be a better parent, blah, 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 whatever. Okay? If the text itself, if the original author is doesn't have five points in the text, then why would we lay a five point or a three point structure upon a text that may have uh, a different number of points to make? Or maybe the text is only making one major point and it's supported by other sub points. Why why would we do that? Why would we think that we um, have the ability or the capability or the authority to do that to god's word we should be content to teach god's word how it is how the text is shaped how the text is 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 written what it's actually saying sometimes we say things we make a we we think we're so smart we want to make a theological point and then we say and we kind of attach a verse on the end of it like blah blah, blah here's where it comes from and then you go look at that verse and Lo and behold, that's not what that author was saying at all. Or if it was, it was it was ancillary, it wasn't the major point of that passage, but we're making it the major point of that passage. And I think this is wrong. Okay, I don't think that this is heresy, or that you're you're not f- um, faithful to God, or, or something like that, or that you should necessarily leave a church over this, but... If you are sitting under preaching that is not coming from the text, but is, you know, maybe it's pop psychology with a verse attached at the end of it, or stoic philosophy with a verse attached at the end of it, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you are left with the best that this man or woman can come up with and then attach a verse to. That's what you're left with. That's what you're getting week in and week out. I don't want that. I want God's Word, how it was written, and and, and I want it to be—I want my theology, my understanding of God, to come straight from the text. All right? I don't want this person's theology with a Bible verse attached on the end of it. I want the a biblical theology. I want a, a theology that derives straight from the text. Textus Rex. The text is king. I think Dr. Allen said that to me once before as well anyway, this this is the idea here. This is what has been coined text-driven preaching. Um, you, you may have heard the term expository preaching, which would be to, to exposit from the text and expose to the audience. It's the same idea here, but uh, some feel that that term, expository preaching, has been misused or has become really generalized to include a lot of things that really aren't text-driven. So now we're shifting over to the term text-driven, but this is the idea here. Again, Dr. Smith's book is called Recapturing the Voice of God Shaping Sermons Like Scripture. And the major idea is that the text should determine the structure. Again, the points of the sermon, the, the substance, what we're going to be talking about. I'm not going to say, today I, w- I want to talk about prayer. And I'm going to go talk about prayer, and then I'm going to attach this verse on the end that Jesus said something something about prayer. Who cares what it actually was? I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to attach this verse on it so that people think, well, it's from the Bible, so he must be right. Okay, so it determines the structure, the substance, and even the spirit. That is to say the, the tone of the text. You don't want to have this angry voice, you know, this brimstone and fire voice, when really you have a passage that is meek and, and mild, or vice versa, right? We, we want to put emphasis where the text puts emphasis. That is to say, so the text should determine these things. We should derive our theology, what we think about God, what we think about Jesus, what we, what, what, what we think about Christianity. It should come from the text not the other way around. And so this is really just a question of where do we hold the text? Where do we put the Bible? I hold it up here. Imperfectly. I'm not saying, like, my interpretation of the text is 100% correct all the time, and I'm never wrong. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying I'm trying to get my understanding of God, my understanding of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and, and the church, and, and all these doctrines, from the text. Okay, I don't want to take my theology and place it on the text. I want to get my theology from the text. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe or like us on Facebook. If you listen to the podcast, be sure to subscribe there and also give us a um, a review, give us an honest review. I'm not going to beg you for five stars, but you know, if you can part with five stars, please do. But Be sure to do that, and uh, if you want to watch our our bonus segment and all the exclusive uh, things that we have for the show and for this ministry, uh, become a supporter. Um, Go to our our page. Uh, There's a link in the description to go to the support page, and uh, you can go to our Patreon page, or you can uh, donate directly at that site. Uh, Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.